Welcome back to Soulback. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here, back with Ed, and we have Tom as well. What's going on, guys? What up, players? What's up? What's up? Who's this other guy here with us? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> so we forgot to mention the other person that's with us today. Um, he's a good friend of ours. He's been on the podcast before, our good friend Zeppelin. Uh, hey. The only way I can describe him is that he's manifesting his own lane, so... Shouts to my man Zep. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, fellas? I am very, very happy to be back. Uh, I know we did the Zep's Back podcast a few years ago, so I'm happy to be back again. Uh, Ed wasn't on there that time, so I'm happy to you know finally get a chance to talk with you too, brother. No question, no question. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to get started first of all. Um, I do want to bring this up just so we can get it out of the way. All of this stuff about George Floyd, it's, it's a horrible thing that's going on right now in America. Thankfully, I'm in Canada, so I don't experience it in the way that you guys do. But um, Tom and I made a post uh, earlier today. We actually had to think about what we were going to post because we wanted it to be genuine and we wanted to make sure that whatever we posted, that it was from a good space and that we were actually going to do something and we weren't just going to post and move on from it. So um, as you can see, Tom and I... Uh, he's Caucasian, I'm Asian. We might not have the same experiences that you two do, but you know, we, we feel for you guys and you know, we're going to do our part. We're going to support, we're going to donate, we're going to do whatever it takes to um, better this. And uh, hopefully by the end of all of this madness that's going on, we get to a place where racism doesn't exist and we're all just able to live freely and safely. 100% agree. No question. And um, I saw the post, Kyle, um, Kyle and Tom, and I know there have been a lot of discussions in the past couple days specifically about who should say something, who isn't saying something. I'm watching who isn't saying something, who's benefiting from the culture, so to speak. And it's important that in an industry that is majority black, we're talking about black music, that those who do enjoy and who are part of the culture serve as voices because each of you have privileges that the black community does not have. You two have privileges me and Zepp ain't got. So to echo the voice that you have and use your platform is very important. And for those who I know they're going to come and say something like, oh, what do you got in your capitalizing culture vulture. I won't go into my culture vulture speech because I've done that a thousand times. We are not, there's no one that I'm looking at on this screen that's a culture vulture. Instead, I'm looking at a bunch of people who are very passionate about R&B and because of that, they are also dedicated to the black voices that have stood behind it. So thank you all for doing what you're doing. If you weren't doing it, I would call you out myself, but I know my boys are always doing what's right. So good for y'all. Proud to see it. Absolutely. I, I, I double exactly what you're saying. I know a few weeks ago I was ready to go to war for you all. So you already know where I stand <laughs> on, you know, the, how you all help and benefit our culture. And, uh, you know, I just I appreciate you all for everything that you do. And I think that you all are absolutely right for, you know, making the post right now. We need the support from whatever race. As long as it's genuine, we need that solidarity. So I appreciate it. Much respect, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's talk now. I just shared this photo with Tom and Ed on uh, on WhatsApp. We got to get you in that group chat, Zeppelin. But sure. uh, I pulled up this. I found this picture. It was a map of the U.S. Okay. And it showed 
every state's favorite fast food restaurant. <laughs> oh yes, this thing. We gotta talk. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Tom, you're in New York right now, and it shows that McDonald's is the top fast food chain. Is that true? That's factual, in my opinion. Zeppelin, you lived out here for a while. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. McDonald's was that was that was yeah. that was hot out there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So then I looked at Ed. You're in Alabama right now. And Zeppelin, you're still in D.C. right now, right? Yep, D.C. Virginia, D.C. So it says that in those regions, their favorite <laughs> fast food restaurant, and I've never even heard of it, Mod Pizza, Mode Pizza, M-O-D Pizza. Does anyone know what this is? <laughs> I mean, Zepp, do you know what this is? I have lived two-thirds of my life either in Virginia or That's... in Kentucky. And yeah. Kentucky also had this mod thing. I have never in my life heard of mod. <laughs> my, what is I, this? I, I've heard of mod. It's kind of like Chipotle, but for pizza. Right? So, oh, I've, I, yeah, I've heard of it. It's fairly in the last year and a half or two years, man. But that's definitely not number one. I mean, at least not the people I'm around. I you guarantee know. you this graphic was created by Mod because there is yeah, no that's... way that this thing... Nah. And how is it Chipotle for... You're making bowls and you put pizza in it? Like, what is this? Well, no, it's like it's like the way that Chipotle has the system of, like, you know, you go and you tell them what you want and then oh, they you make the your... toppings and crap? Ex- exactly. It's kind okay. of like that sort of thing. That's what Mod is, Mod Pizza. So, well, really quick. It's a lie is what it is. There is no <laughs> way on earth that is the most popular thing in Virginia. Yeah, it no, looked like it was, like, the right. most popular thing in the country. <laughs> How is that true? <laughs> it, it was between Mod and uh, Chick Fil A. I can okay. see Chick Fil A being. Chick Fil A, I can see. That. Now, Chick Fil yeah. I was about to say. There's only one answer. It's really Chick Fil A, not Chick Fil A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Subway is nowhere to be found. They used to be huge. What? Mm. Who told you this? Subway was big at no. one point. It's still big, actually. I mean, it's big, but it would not be the biggest fast food chain in the country. Subway? I'm a Quiznos dude anyway, so toast my bread, dog. Quiznos. (laughs) That takes too long, guys. I don't know. I just want the food to get out the door. No, it does take a long time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on here. Let's talk about these versus battles that have been going on here, especially last week. We had 112 and Jagged Edge Zeppelin. From your perspective, just... Take me through these battles. What have you liked about it? And what Man. haven't you liked about it? Um, so so I'll give you what I like, right? I love the nostalgia. I love the fact that it brings everybody together. And you know that we're all kind of on the same live for one purpose. I love looking at the celebrities and all the artists kind of comments and all that. Uh, the throwbacks. I love seeing that. And then just the personal side of the artists, right? We kind of get to see them really a lot more personable. So I love that piece. Um... I mean, you know, the ghost of Teddy Riley seems to haunt a lot of these different, <laughs> right? A lot oh. of the different uh, uh, versus battles with all of the technology and all of that. So the artists got to get that together. But I saw uh, Swiss and Tim said that they were doing something now where you have to use the technology they send or you can't do it. So hopefully that'll help it because I think that the 112 Jagged Edge battle got a little janky, you know, at times. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just like you got these guys in their you know, late 40s, early 50s, they don't know anything about this technology. So, you know, uh, I think the tech piece is the only thing, but I love the battles, man. I love the conversations and the the nostalgia of all the records and the backstories, too. Those those are fantastic. Yeah, it's a great thing. And I'm going to throw it to you because we talked about this battle last week. Mm -hmm. I think 112 came out on top just like we thought they would, just their range in their discography. But... Man, 112 and Jagged Edge, like two epic groups. I felt like that was such a monumental moment 
especially with these versus battles going on and Jagged Edge, their sound was just, it was not good. It was all staticky. And, you know, I made a tweet. I felt like right now, this is like the best time that these artists have had in terms of promotion since like 2004. You can't possibly drop the ball right now, can you? You absolutely cannot. And that's why I would wish that we could get some of these artists to capitalize on this momentum. But that's another story for another time. I didn't see the battle, but like I told y'all last week, never question your boy. There was no way Jagged Edge was going to walk away with the W with this one. That 112's first three albums alone massacre most most groups of the past decade, decade and a half. It wasn't a contest. And Jay definitely has hits, no question. We love Jagged Edge, but... No way. 112 had this one in the bag. The L was certain for them. (laughs) But, Tom, I got to bring this up with you because I know you're a diehard 112 fan and you're a diehard Jagged Edge fan. You grew up listening to both. When you're you're watching the versus battle and one side has four members and the other side has two members, that must have ruined the experience for you. (sighs) I don't want to talk bad because Mike's our boy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Mike. Yep. And this is no... not coming from a place of negativity. We love Q and Duran as well, but man, it just felt like a missed opportunity to where they could have at least reunited for the moment. I know Q and Duran are onto other things, but if you listen to our interview with Slim, he even mentioned the door was open for uh, you know a reuniting. All he wanted was an apology. I guess it didn't happen. I don't know what's causing you know them to still be at odds, but man, a lot of people were confused because people didn't even know they broke up, which is mm. you know. And the people were asking, oh, where's the, where are the other members? It's like, damn. But, it, you know, still came out great, but could have yeah. been better, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think with these versus battles, what, I'm, what I want to see is, okay, you have the battle, you get the million viewers, what do you do next? Mm. And I see now Jagged Edge is going to put out their album June 15th. So great promotion, obviously, and hopefully people check that out. But Zeppelin... You can start this conversation off. Sure. What should an artist be doing to capitalize on the buzz from the versus battle? Because I haven't seen it yet. Like Usher dropped mm. that record with Little John and Ludacris, and I felt like yeah. that was a good start. But can we rely on this platform to really branch off and 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 you know blow up? Well, it's tough because, and you know, when you're watching a lot of these battles, the fans don't really want to hear new stuff. Right, like whenever an artist says I am about to play my new single, or Nelly plays a record from like 2014 or 2015, people are like, "Now play the hits, play the classics." We we don't want to hear that, right? So, so it's really tough when you talk about uh, capitalizing on new things. I think that Babyface did something good where he kind of got on his own live and he did like the "Waiting to Exhale" 25 year soundtrack, right? He kind of walks people through some of those backstories. So, I think it's an opportunity for them to maybe figure out how they can branch into media and content on their own in order to kind of keep fans engaged and folks engaged for when it's time for them to go back on tour or, you know, maybe even push some merchandise and things of that nature. But as far as new records, I just don't think that um, the fans like that, that is what people are expecting from them at this time, unless they're coming with like something, I mean, ridiculous, like like some super crazy heat, you know, I don't know. Well, let me add this. Why couldn't they have the album out right before the show aired? And then they could have plugged it the whole show. They had a captive audience of 150,000 or however many people were in there. That would have been the biggest promotional opportunity you can get for an album, in my opinion, these days, for free. Can't hate on that. 
I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Although I will say, and I've talked about this before, I think Kyle and I talked about it a little bit before. I do know that a lot of us are like, just drop the album now. Nobody's doing anything. We're here. But I know a lot of those artists may have had some things already planned when it came to promotion and this and that. And with Corona knocking everything out of the box, there may be some other boxes that need to be checked. But if that is not what's holding you up, I need that album to drop the week before you go on your <laughs> verses. So when you get on your verses, you can say, hey, go click yeah. on this right now. Instead of being like, oh, don't forget in three weeks because this is the Internet. They're going to forget in three seconds. Yep. Yeah, I feel like because I just spoke to Harvey Mason, who is like the head of the uh, Music Academy now. Mm-hmm. We know him as a legendary producer with the underdogs. And mm-hmm. he just made that point as well that we're going to have to really get creative during these times. Because if you notice, not a lot of R&B albums are coming out. I think, honestly, a lot of labels are scrambling to figure out what to do during these times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, rightfully so, because I don't think anyone expected a global pandemic to happen. But, Tom, I'm kind of with you. I feel like they got to be creative and find different ways to drop music. And the versus battle, even though, like Zeppelin said, it, it is mostly nostalgia, I still feel like there's a place for new music for new music to drop on that thing i'm not sure how successful it's gonna be but like i'm just trying to think what other ways can we drop music during this time and have it put out successfully hmm. yeah it's, it's tough so um one way to do that is if you announce that it's your final album which brian mcknight <laughs> has done no boy <laughs> i don't well again we're very skeptical because other artists have announced that they're retiring and then they come back, a la Jay-Z. Yeah. Tyrese is another one. I think Tyrese is putting out an album with Joe soon. But, mm. but Ed, if this is Brian McKnight's final album, first of all, do you believe this is his final album? And if it is, what is his legacy? Do I believe this is his final album? That makes as much sense as putting a screen door on a submarine or whatever <laughs> the saying goes. No, it's not going to be his final. If it is, okay. But I just never think that it's wise for an artist to say, this is it. Because, I mean, they're creatives. There could, you could get a creative buzz. Something could happen in their life where they feel like they're compelled to like create new music. So why put the limit on yourself unless you're trying to make buzz for your new album? Whatever. I think Brian McKnight has a very strong legacy in R&B, and in some ways it's a little underrated. When you look at his era, that 90s era, a lot of times we don't talk about him as much as we talk about the big, big, big hit makers. But when you think about consistency from the early 90s going well into now, dude consistently has put out an album like every other year, every three years or so. He has continued to build upon that. So for longevity and just being one of the voices that really haven't strayed away from his core fan base, I think we should give him props while he's here. You know what? I think it is his final album, guys. And let me preface that by saying I believe he'll tour forever. I think he loves touring. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Man, I just feel like he just his work just goes unnoticed and unappreciated. Like he's been putting out albums, and Zeppelin, I'm going to put you to the test right now. In fact, because this, this wow. is someone, this is someone I consider a legend. <laughs> this is his twentieth album, Zeppelin. Wow. I want yeah. to see how many of those twenty albums you could name on the spot. Oh, oh wow! Did we do this before? <laughs> we did. Okay, this. All Zeppelin right. was not here though. Zeppelin wasn't here for that. Well, good luck, brother. <laughs> so, Hopefully, so. Zeppelin listened. <laughs> 
So look, man, I I can do uh, back at but one. No, no, listen, this is not to call you out or single you out. This is the show I that thought, he's I, gone I underappreciated. Stopped, I thought that he stopped making music after he put out that like really raunchy song about ten years ago <laughs> when he was like, let me, show, let me show you how you how your thing works. And see, right? so that's exactly I my thought, point. I thought that was the last song, but I know back I know back at one, um, and I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> as far as as far as album titles go, I don't know the names of his albums, but you know, singles I could probably do differently. But I just know Back at One was really the only album, and I don't want to cheat right now. So no, that's um, fine. Yeah. But that's my point. You proved my point. Like he goes yeah, so right. underappreciated. He's been putting out quality albums, and I feel like he's probably had enough. He's a smart dude. He's complained in the past about the support. So mm. what what's the point? Yeah. Okay. Hey. You know what he should do though. What? What's that? She should do a track with LMA. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 my god! That'll, that'll revive his career right then and there. She's oh, the my god! She's the career reviver. <laughs> the career, career reviver? Revi- she's the career reviver. That is Ella Career Reviver May. That is her nickname. Dude, oh, I well, can already saying. read the YouTube comments when she brings him <laughs> with his gray goatee and her video. Can you imagine what they're going to say about him? Hey, man, she makes it work for everybody she collabs with. Oh my god. <laughs> so guys, check out Brian McKnight's new single Bad. The album okay. Exodus is out. Uh Tom, do we have a release date for that? Yeah, June twenty sixth. Okay. Right around the corner. So Zeppelin, let's talk about LMA quickly here. Come on. Uh for all the listeners out there, this man claims to be the biggest LMA fan out there. Uh he LMA is in his top five of all times. Of all time? Uh no R R and B. I think we were talking about R&B, okay. R&B females, I think we were talking about when we said that. She's definitely top five R&B females for me all the time, for sure. And all is right. it true that when you go to her show, you're at the front of the stage? I'm not going to say all that because I'm probably <laughs> backstage. With that being said. <laughs> oh! All right. Oh, wow. All right. Let me ask you this, Zeppelin. And you guys, Tom and Ed, you guys chime in on this. but Because we've talked about this, yep. but we haven't had you on here. So I'm interested to hear you, your take. That new Usher, or I guess it's not super new now, that new Usher and LMA record, Don't Waste My Time. Yeah, I remember when uh, one of you all sent it to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, right, I think you sent it to me, Kyle, when uh, I think Brian Michael Cox leaked it before it came out. Yeah, I loved the record. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a great record. You know? Hold on. I thought it was let a, let, let me cut you off here. My question is, oh, okay, because I know what Tom's opinion is, Ed, I think it's 50-50 on this. Did Ella May bring anything to that record? Did she <laughs> elevate that record? And if it wasn't Ella on the record and it was Tamia, would it be a better record? Mm. Um, so, yes, I do think that she brought an element to the record. She brought the youthfulness that Usher has been trying to reclaim for the last 10 years. Right? She authentically brought that. Um, as far as Tamia, I don't know. I mean, she's a great vocalist, but... Uh, Better is such a subjective word, right? I don't think it would have resonated. I don't think we'd be hearing it on on radio the way that we do. I don't think mm. the video would have been as lively. Mm. Um, I don't think it would have resonated with the millennial Gen Z TikTok audience that we're seeing it do, eh. right? So, I mean, <laughs> listen, they have TikTok challenges based on it. I don't think, you know, I love Tamia, but Tamia's not bringing that edge, right? Uh, I'm sorry, she's not, so... Uh, yes, I do think that she brought a lot of elements and factors to that record. And, um, you know, it made RCA want to go ahead and, and put some dollars behind it. 
the song is not even being played anywhere besides Urban AC, though. So why did they need LMA to get him a number one single on the old folks chart? Well, I think initially they were trying to push it to Urban. That was the goal. All right, that was the goal. Now, whether or not the radio programmers picked it up is on them, but the goal was to get it on regular Urban. Mm-hmm. She, she's not getting it. No Urban spins on it. Are we sure about that? No. Yeah, it's they, not on the Urban charts. They, they went with the other Usher single with Little John for Urban. Well, that was backwards. Yeah, no. Right? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that sounds like the label's problem on that. <laughs> yeah, they should have that. Zeppelin mentioned this TikTok challenge that Usher is doing. It's called the Sauce Challenge. Have you participated in it? Play. I'm a grown man. I'm not shaking my behind, <laughs> chucking and jiving on the internet for y'all. Absolutely not. I did not know that there was a TikTok challenge for this song. So this is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> there is a TikTok challenge for everything these days. Well, Don't clearly. I just thought that was reserved for that horrible Drake song, the, the fake hokey pokey. Oh, oh no! Not the Tuki, the Tusi slide slander. The Tusi slide. First of oh, all, man. you misspelled Tootsie Roll. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, he sounds like he's falling asleep while he's singing the song. Put your left foot up. Basically, I'm telling like, dude, if you're not gonna be wow. awake, I'm not gonna be awake to do this challenge. You put me to sleep. Best song, of t- best song of 2020. Oh my, oh god. my god. Wow. Best song of 2020. Usually wow. I have to threaten Kyle with the mute. Now I got to uh, I got to threaten Seth with the mute. What's going on? I'm, I'm a Drake stand out here, man. Drake and LMA take no slander. I tell oh, you I for those. Was right, Barry Bars not available for this show? I'm uh, saying, who? oh man. <laughs> All right, let's ease the tension here. Please. Uh, Tootsie Rolls. Good candy or bad candy? Uh Trash unless you get the flavored kind. The flavored kind hits. The, yes, the regular chocolate kind mm. that just looks like little hamster doo-doo? No. You can keep those. <laughs> Agreed. All right. I'm, al- I'm allergic to chocolate, so I've never had it. Damn. You're missing nothing. Yeah. That's okay. brutal. All right. Uh, let's talk about another record here. This is a new one by Neo. We all love Neo on, uh, on this podcast. He has a new song out with Jeremiah. That seems like an odd pairing. <laughs> you don't say. Um, I actually kind of like this song. It kind of is a blend of, first of all, any song that samples, and there's been a many of them, that samples Juicy Fruit, I mean, it's going to be listenable because that's like <laughs> the most sampleable beat of all time. Yep. You got that. He kind of um, throws in a little bit of computer love. And even mm. though Jeremiah is not on my Christmas card list, he's not too horrible on this song. I thought it was okay. Man, when I saw the song and it said Neo featuring Jeremiah, I'm like, who asked for this collaboration? And I'm sorry, we love you, Neo. You know, but damn, I, I just don't want to hear Jeremiah on any R&B song of an artist I like. That's but my he, analysis. Jeremiah is not overpowering on this one, so it's, it's not too bad. It's actually a pretty okay song. I like it more than some of the other songs we've gotten from Neo recently. Not bad mm. for a single. Now. Zeppelin, when mm-hmm. we were mentioning Jeremiah and Neil, I was looking at you, and you seemed more disappointed at Neil than Jeremiah. Uh, <laughs> What's man, going listen, on here? Man, I think Neil for me is one of those artists where I love their catalog so much, and I just don't want him to put out anything that's going to mess it up. Mm. And I've been really mm. disappointed, you know, with the last the last few projects, you know, if I'm being honest. Um, I get it. But it's it's almost like kind of when Usher started to make that downward slope. It's kind of like I was good if they would have stopped at their classics. So, 
I haven't heard the record on purpose because I just oh, don't want to. I don't want to take my 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 vision of what Neo you know represented. He's like my childhood. Damn. You know? so, so yeah, so that's my take on it. So let's let's uh, let's agree on this that uh, in order for Neo to make it back to the top, he needs a collaboration with LMA. I mean, now if oh, he does God. that, if he now if he does that, then we already know where that's going. That's straight to number oh, one, baby. For that's, some reason, though, I'm more comfortable with that than Usher with LMA. I could actually accept that. I never understand your rules about who can and cannot collaborate. They make no sense. No, Zeppelin, Zeppelin, check this out. Okay, right? go ahead. Usher came out in 1994. Sure. He's not allowed to collaborate with an artist who came out in 2017 to try to revive his career. It's not well, fair. Well, he look, though, Summer Walker, the Summer Walker record he had, really nah, was, that was a huge record for him. That broke the rules. He should have grabbed someone like Tamia or Kelly Price, like, you know, someone, <laughs> a great singer from his generation, you okay. know. And, and, and that's my opinion. According yeah. to Tom, he can only collaborate with the Sporty Thieves because it has to be somebody that came out in freaking 98. Chill yeah. out. That's wow. the rules, guys. You got to <laughs> stay in your lane. Sporty Thieves. That's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, Tom, Brandy and Chance the Rapper, that's a no-no too? That's Total, a, totally baby, unacceptable. Baby Mama is a great record, Tom. No, Brandy should be getting a, a rapper like like the group Camp Low on her track. Camp Low, in the world. Are you trolling? Now you're trolling, Tom. Cut it out. Actually, <laughs> actually, Camp Low and Brandy, I would be here for that. Just just right? putting it out you there, see? I would be here for that. You they see? would get no spins, but I would be here. for that. <laughs> I have no idea who Camp Low even is. So <sighs> you gotta check them Pray out for the children. Saturday night, their album debut is fire. Actually, wow. Yes, it, actually. speak it, Tom. I'm sure I wasn't born when their album debut happened. So. You probably weren't. No. No, no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. No. It's all good. You can go back <laughs> and uh, search it up. Uh, another new record here, Robin Thicke, who's been dropping fire mm. singles for the last two years, is out with his new song, Forever, which he uh, dedicated to Andre Harrell. We mm. talked about the impact of Andre Harrell not too long ago. And, Tom, when are we getting this Robin Thicke album? We've been waiting. It, it almost seems like he's been dropping great songs and no one seems to really even care or notice. Is, am I missing something? Have you guys been paying? Like, Zeppelin, have you been checking these out? I mean, I saw him on the Robin, I mean, uh, Andre Harrell tribute uh, yep. singing the Jodeci record, which is a little off to me, but uh, I did see that. Uh, I have not. I didn't even know Robin Thicke still made music after Paula. See? Oh, I, it, thought, it almost, I thought Paula it, was his last project. Exactly. That's it, it what was, I'm saying. Right? Paula was the last project. That was the last project, but he's had oh, but he's had singles after. No, I didn't know a, a whole bunch of singles, and some yeah. of them were good. That song "Morning Sun," remember that? Did oh, that make I have an not album? forgotten that. That was yeah, that was a forgotten gem of the past few years. Okay, yeah, gotta check it out. Ed, can Robin Thicke bounce back? I mean, I don't think he'll get to the level of uh, of blurred lines because that's 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 not even possible just because of how big that song was. But can he make a comeback on Urban AC and be respected? I think that, and as we talked about before, you, there's always a chance for a comeback. You are always one hit away. You can go out in the street and murder 18 puppies. If you drop something hot, Twitter will forgive you. So, wow. And honestly, it's been so long since the Paula thing that I feel like a lot of that heat that he got from that has kind of evaporated for a bit. So I don't yeah. think that's so much of the issue. I think his biggest thing is to create something to get some buzz behind it. Morning Sun should have been his day back in the sun. That didn't yeah. happen. This song, I do enjoy this song. I don't think it's a smash hit. It's it's a good song. Clearly, the talent's still there, but I don't know. There's still, I think there's still space for him. 
Yeah, I think there's space for him too. But it'll just be interesting to see how he is able to just really come back into the game, especially now. And Zeppelin, I want you to talk about this. Tom mentioned it earlier. Urban AC right now is a mess. Mm. You've got Wally on Urban AC. What's wrong with Usher that? Usher on Urban AC. What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong? What, what's what's the record? The the one with Jeremiah or the one with yeah. Kelly Price? With Jeremiah. No. Okay. You had Drake and and uh, Chris Brown. No guidance. Yeah. Great record. So I don't oh. know if you ever do you ever listen no to Urban AC? Is... Urban AC is a mixture of oldies, yeah, literally, literally oldies from like the seventies and eighties of R and B. Sure. Mixed with and and it used to be a station where artists would evolve to once they aged out of the younger stations. Your BLSs of the world. Yes, that is an Urban AC station. So once yes. they could no longer be on Hot 97, sure. they aged into WBLS. But so me, now, mm-hmm. well, now it's just a dumping ground for anyone who wants to get a number one hit. Well, well here, here's the thing, right? I think that time, time makes things evolve. And I think that if we continue to hold on to the standards of what radio was, Urban was, Urban AC was from the 70s and 80s and 90s, we're going to get caught in the past. I mean, TikTok is literally determining what the number one songs are of this year. We've never had that before. And so, like, I just think that maybe we should relook at what Urban AC actually means in 2020. What does what should it mean? Should it still have the same definition as it did when, you know, Bobby Brown was out? I'm asking well, you, you know. No, the, well, the problem. So here's my problem with that, though. Okay. You know, you, the, the um, demographic of Urban AC is, what, 40-plus? I don't know. But people who are listening to Luther Vandross and, I don't know, you know, artists like that aren't necessarily going to want to hear Drake. So why not? why not? Why are you jumbling these artists all together? Because it's a different audience. It's you not made for them. You don't think that hip-hop has really merged the age together? I mean, like, these ages together? Jay-Z's not making music for the youth anymore. When Jay-Z puts out a project, he's making it for folks in their 40s and 50s who grew up with him. So but I that, think yeah, that that's we're the people old, who grew up with old, him. But I'm saying we're seeing older fans of hip-hop, though. That's the point. And so I'm saying that it's not unlikely that they may enjoy a Wale record because hip-hop has aged a little older. So why wouldn't they like... Well, he well, gave two examples. There's some other examples that stood out, like Khalid, who I never even thought was making R&B. They just threw him there so he can get his number one. And, <laughs> you know, and more examples, like we can keep going, but my point is, it's just a jumble. You got oldies next to 90s hits, next to Drake, next to Wale, next to Kelly Price's new single. I don't have the chart up, but, yeah. you know... Whoever else is putting out a single from the, you know, artists from, they have no, the problem is, the real issue is for me, there's nowhere for these artists to go anymore. You know, like, if major labels are going to take over Urban AC, then the the artists who are independent now from the 90s have nowhere to go. It's over for them. Unless they spend the payola that, you know, the labels are spending. It's, there's there's no format. Mm Mm-hmm. And, Ed, Mm. I'm going to ask you this, because Tom just made a good point here. If Urban AC is jumbled with everything, what is the home for all of our favorite 90s and 2000s artists? Do they still have a home somewhere? Because obviously, us as audiences, or I guess we do, but I know a lot of people your age and up, they're not streaming. They're listening to the radio. So is there even a home for a Brian McKnight if Urban AC is a mess? Well, I mean, there's a lot to unravel here. Um, There is some streaming, but I do think Tom is correct. 
and that the problem is that everything is getting jumbled. It needs to be segmented more. I mean, Zepp's point was that like hip hop is something that's skewing older, so it shouldn't be as big of a problem, but that's still throwing everybody into one bucket. There's a big difference between, and I do it when I do my album reviews. If I review Styles P, who had a great album this year, and I'm sure ain't nobody on this podcast heard, compared <laughs> to a Chance the Rapper, they're both hip hop, they are completely different audiences. And what we are starting to see is that a lot of these putting these artists into these boxes just not working. I think we're throwing everybody into this one category and it needs to be segmented a little bit more because there are some people listening to that station. I mean, we'll say this hypothetical station that will enjoy a few of those older skewing records. But then there's some younger ones like they ain't gonna get down with like a Jeremiah or even a Wale. I mean, Wale is a little borderline because he'll have a Kelly Price on the song and that kind of helps elevate it. But we're segmenting the audience a little bit too much. I think that it needs to be more targeted and that's kind of hurting the genre overall. When I was younger, they had the oldie station where you heard people who dropped from like 1980 and older. Like they had their own spot. But now we're kind of lumping a couple decades into one basket, and there are different generations at play, and I think it's not working out too well. Mm. Cool. It's a good point. We'll see what happens as the time, as time progresses. Maybe R&B makes a comeback, and it's back on urban radio. We shall see. But I just want to talk about a couple of projects that came out this week here. Roe James, Mantic. Um, Ed, you talk about this one because you reviewed this album. And let me just say, before before you talk about it, I had a chance mm-hmm. to listen to it. And uh, and it's similar to your review in that I listened to it. I, well, I first listened to the singles. And I wasn't really feeling it. But when I listened to it as a body of work, like, there, that album is pretty good. Like, like the, the, the order of the track list matters here. It is the... And we've talked about it many times on the podcast. Like... We weren't really feeling a lot of singles. Not that they were terrible. They weren't terrible. There's just nothing that stood out about them. They just didn't really, to me, get to the next level. As individual tracks, a lot of them don't work. But as a collective, he really did a great job of creating something that flows from beginning to end. The thing that I argue about all the time here on Soulback is that albums today just feel like content dumps. They feel like... I'm going to make a playlist and I'm going to drop 39 songs and you're just going to like all of them and pick and choose the ones you want and throw it on your own playlist and have fun and get your little brother to stay up at 3 a.m. playing the song on repeat so I can <laughs> get a number one single. Weird stuff. That's not what Roe did. Roe took 15 songs, had a similar sound and theme, put them under one body of work, great sequencing, and as a body of work, the album works. And shout out to Roe. He actually um, commented on my review and he actually gave me props because he said that's what he attempted to do here. He wanted to create an album and not just something that has selective singles. And as a body of work, this works. So even though if you heard a song, the Brandy song, and was like, eh, or the Touchy mm-hmm. Philly song, and was like, eh, listening to it in sequence, it works a lot better. It's hard to, ex- to describe, but your ear will really enjoy it. Trust me. Wow. Solid project. Zep, let me ask you this. Yep. As a young generation... Are you generate your Generation Z? I am you- not a Gen Zer, man. I'm a millennial. What are you? 
I'm a millennial. You're a young millennial. Don't disrespect me like that, Kyle. All right, as a young millennial. Sure. Um, that you know, you grew up with. I mean, we're we're similar in age. What am I saying? But um, <laughs> do album reviews still matter to you or to our audience? I haven't read an album review in, in God knows how long. I wouldn't even know where to find an album review at. Soulandstereo.com. Get your life. That's where you can find a bunch of them. Y'all sleep. <laughs> Outside of soulandstereo.com. No, I mean, to, to be honest, you know, they, they don't. They really don't. The, the album reviews these days is, is Twitter, right? It's, 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 it's the comments on the shade room. It's mm. uh, it's what I read on on Instagram. Like that is where mm. I go and I gauge. It's YouTube comments. That's where I go and I gauge opinions if I need if I need oh, to. Oh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that's like the mob mentality. Like it's, you're not getting any nuance. And I'm not hype. I'm not gassing myself up. But I'm saying yeah. a lot of times when it comes to album reviews, specifically for me, and a lot of people are like, how long does it take you to do a review? It takes like two or three hours to do a 15 track review. I listen well, I to respect. it two or three times. I take notes while I'm listening to it. I go do some research for a guy like Roe who has put out all the projects that I want to mention. Boom, boom, boom. Get it together. So it's something that you can kind of sink your teeth into. And I know that like in we're this quick world. So and so dropped the album. Let me go on Twitter see what people are saying about it. They liked it. They liked it. They liked it. Album must be hot because Twitter say it's a classic. <laughs> and or it'll be like boom, boom, it must boom. be trash because Twitter say it's trash. So I try to go against that and try to give some meat and depth. I know that sure. that's not nobody wants to take ten minutes to read a review, but that's how we roll over here. But you're not wrong. Like uh-huh. that's really how things are consumed these days. And a lot of times, because yeah. people just don't take the time to sit down and read something for five or six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I haven't read a review. I trust my ears and I look at the comments. Those are the two things oh. I look at. Never the read comments. the comments. <laughs> the comments that can are I, formulated in a 30-second uh, listen. Yeah, can, <laughs> What's I up, Tom? One, can I add one thing? This is what I love about Ed's reviews. I often learn something after reading Ed's reviews that I might have missed when I checked out the album for myself because I consider Ed an expert, and his mm. reviews are always on point. And along with that, you know how many of these hot takes I see from bozos who listen to an album and have a review 30 seconds after the album even yes! dropped? Like, come on. This is Ed stuff is on point. It's quality. It's not a hot take, you nice. know. So Zeppelin, man, soulandstereo.com. dot com. All right, respect That's the plug. Yeah, get <laughs> right. the plug in. But yeah, Tom, it. nothing drives and, me more crazy than these. I mean, it's a thing now, like reaction videos and and one take reviews. There is no way if I listened to that Roe James album in one take, I probably would have been like, oh, this I. Right. But when I went back through it and through it and dissected. It, I was like, okay, this is really good. And I'm sure that when he put in those hours and hours and hours of man hour to put in an album, he wants something more than somebody to skim through it and be like, oh, it's whack. Give the man some credit. That's what I try to do. <laughs> well, let me say one more thing. For you, Zeppelin, you're, mm-hmm. you're also one of my most respected ears. So I don't know if you're necessarily the, the target audience of a review because you have such a great ear yourself. So, yeah. I mean, you, everyone on this podcast right now are some of my most trusted people when it comes to music. You guys all know your stuff. So yeah, there's you. people out there who could really definitely take something from album reviews like Ed's, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about one more project, and then, Tom, I think you have a R&B trivia. I don't think you were ready oh. for this, Zeppelin, but we're going to do an R&B trivia it. here oh, shortly. Oh, uh, <laughs> and before we get into the next project, which is Lucky Days, uh, I just want to mention what I've noticed 
is that whenever uh, someone does a hot take on Twitter, they just get blocked by the artist. But when artist, <laughs> when, but yes. when Ed does, when Ed does a hot take, he doesn't get blocked by artists. They just cuss him out like publicly. <laughs> if, yes. If, if it's like a four out of five, he still gets cussed out. So it's crazy, and I kind of <laughs> love it. I kind of love when an artist like gets mad at me, and the first thing they say is, "This is real well written, but." Like, well, okay, you just gave me props off top. So whatever you're going to say is cool, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Which makes me then think that maybe Tom made a hot take on Janae's single and then we got blocked. Yeah, what was up with that? Did you ever figure out why you were in the doghouse with Janae? Never did. You got me? beef with Janae, man? Yes, they beefing with no, Janae. She- she who beefs with us. who beefs with Janae Aiko? She's such a beautiful spirit, man. What, we, what you didn't, we don't know what happened. Uh, what didn't you like? What you didn't like the project, Tom? No, I think what happened was Keisha Cole got in her ear, so then they she blocked us because Keisha Cole beef with Keisha us. Cole too. Oh, she Keisha got beef with everybody. We never did anything. I don't understand. Yeah, we man. also had beef with Pleasure P, but he unblocked us, so we're good. Oh <laughs> man, Mister, I did you wrong. Yep. All right. So okay. shout out to Pleasure. No shout-outs to Keisha or Janae until they unblock us. Ah, man, I love Janae. Shout-out to Janae, man. No, Keisha's cool with me. She's, Keisha yeah. supports Soul and Serial. We all right. I don't know why she hates y'all, but yeah. she's cool with me. I, I wish I knew. Uh, Lucky Day's new album, or it's not even a new album, but he, Tom, he dropped the deluxe version of Painted. Didn't Painted yeah. come out, like, last year? Why is he dropping a deluxe album one, a year later? One year to the date. Artists is trying to find constructive ways to... Still put music out, right, Zeppelin? Just re-release yeah, the man. album. <laughs> I mean, I love the song with Babyface, though. Mm, did you, yep. That's yeah. such a beautiful record. I love the way they did the sample. And Babyface, he doesn't overdo it, but he just fits in perfectly. I love that record. And I like the live one that he did, too. Like, I can't remember the name of it. But it's like live from New Orleans. Misunderstood. Which one? Oh, man. I thought yeah. they did great. And, uh, you know, Tom is, was the first person to tell me about Lucky Day a few years back. And uh, it took me a while to get hip to him but uh you know he's such a consistent artist yeah. so he's good great music maker ed no, you've heard that ed you've heard that lucky day and Babyface record so let me ask you this because we're about to get into this trivia which i believe will be predominantly 90s influenced mm-hmm. ed on that lucky record with Babyface, they use the tony braxton record for the chorus is that considered cheating when you use a 90s record for your chorus no, it's not considered cheating any more than all the 90s records we love using a 60s record for a chorus. Like, there is there is some a good strategy there. I mean, that is one of my favorite Tony songs ever. Maybe one of my favorite songs ever. So, of course, I'm going to be like, oh, that's my joint. So I'm going to automatically give it some love, and that gives it a little bit more... I give it a little bit more attention than I probably would have because of that. I'm not mad at it, as long as it's done well. And in this case, it's done well. To Zeppelin's point, Babyface is there. He's not overpowering. It's familiar, but it's not a straight-up bite like some of the Chris Brown joints. What was the joint that he took? <laughs> I Love Your Smile. That one still gets on my nerves. He just <laughs> stole that. But it's a great sample. He works it in well. It's new and fresh, and Lucky never misses. Name a yeah. whack Lucky Day song. I'm waiting. You can't. <laughs> Undefeated. Undefeated. Now, Tom, it's time for our R&B trivia, which I think you had uh, ready for us now. So uh, let's let's go through this trivia. Oh boy! I've been waiting all night, guys. First of all, Kyle, you were uh, you were wrong. This is actually 2000s flavored trivia. Wow. Right oh, here. Kyle, you got a chance. Ooh. <laughs> actually, Kyle, 
Well, secondly, Kyle's not involved, unfortunately. This is oh. Zeppelin and Ed. Oh, they can boy. work as a team. Is there a winner? There is a... Yes. Yes, there is a winner. Okay, cool. I just want to know. I what, what's the prize going to be? I, I have All enough right. grilled chicken, Tom. You can keep that. Uh, hey, we, we got pizza. <laughs> we got my pizza. I'll take so, some mod two pods. Yes. So, so what is it? Is it is it myself versus Ed? How are we doing? This? Hold How on, let me break it down. This right, is two parts. The first part is you guys are going to go back and forth. The, you know, whoever can't name an artist in five seconds, that's okay. the loser of this round. Okay. Right. So your challenge wow. is, and Zeppelin, you start. Okay. You both have to name a group, an R and B group, who came out in the nineties. I mean, sorry, the two thousands. So go back okay. and forth until one of you can't name one. They have and to have long? a debut. They had a debut after yes, two thousand. They debuted in the two thousands. Okay. All right. All right. And you get five seconds if you can't think of. You want make, Let's make it ten. All right. So, and let me toss the coin so we can figure out who goes first. I like no. five seconds. All right, that's a good one. You want to do five? I feel like yeah. five is tough. All right, we'll do ten. We'll okay. do ten. All right. All right. Am I tossing the coin? Yeah. All right. I don't even have a coin. Tom, do you have a coin? I don't have a coin here. I don't have a coin. No, no, no. no, no. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. <laughs> what I'll kind go first. of All right. don't have any coins? <laughs> <before. laughs> What's wrong with you All right, people? Look. All right, Zeppelin, go. All right, pretty Ricky. <laughs> God. <laughs> that, that's a gray area. <laughs> it, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, all right, Isis. Wow, cherish. Uh, no, Ed. No. We got three. <laughs> no, I know, and I have to think. That's how hard it is. Day twenty-six. Yes, good. B two K. Oh God, that's done. Yeah, I think I might be done. Um, three LW. I think they came out yes. in two thousand. Yeah. Yep. DLW's 2000? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Um, uh, oh, B5. 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 Ooh, oh, that's a, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Ooh. That's uh, a deep cut? Yeah, yeah, I would not have thought of B5. Of. We got stands attacking us for not mentioning B5 more. <laughs> that's a whole other issue right there. Um... Uh, is that actually it? Are there even any others? There, yeah. there, you, guys, you guys missed my favorite. There's some more. Um, oh, Danny yeah, Kang. There you go. Kai, if Kai had not said that, I would not have thought of that. That wasn't that wasn't ten seconds. All right. Uh, yeah, that technically was ten that seconds. That was ten seconds. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am tapped out. Kyle, you got any others? I got a couple. Yeah. I thought of one. You guys forgot my favorite group. Brother, you guys remember them? Chill <laughs> <laughs> out. Come um, on. I was gonna mention King because I mean they're twenty tens, but yeah. it's after two thousand. Oh, so can we do twenty tens? No. Uh, oh, no. okay, gotcha. I don't think so, there are, aren't even any groups from twenty ten. Well, King and Chloe and Hallett. That's about it. Yeah, we'll was... call this one a draw. Okay, Even though I think enough. Zeppelin technically won, but <laughs> wait, wait, how did Zepp technically win here, player? That 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 Danity Kane took a while. Yeah, it's called <laughs> processing. This is <laughs> all right. What's next time? What's this is rapid next fire? Up, all right, this is the rapid fire round. Okay, I'm going to name an artist, and Zeppelin and Ed, the first one of you to name this artist's first single they ever released is a winner. First single. But I'm, all right, we have six what's... artists. All right, what's the what's the era? Nineties or two thousands? Two thousands. We're doing all two okay, thousands. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, that helps. Okay, cool. Ready? 
Yep. Lloyd. Southside. Southside. That's Ed. That was correct, Ed. Well, I, 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 I heard Ed first. I, I hit it All first, right. boy. I hit it first. All right. Oh, yeah, man. just like Ray J, I hit it first. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. All right. Next is Neo. Um, ah, crap. Yes. Yep, correct. Nope. I was going to say the Petey Cracks. <laughs> yes. Featuring, yes. Yeah. Next is Nivea. Don't mess with my bed? Nope, it's not that. Wait, it's not? Nope. Nope. It's not laundromat. Nope. No. No. I don't know. I don't know either. Kyle, isn't it? Don't mess with the radio. Oh Correct. yes, that's right. With the green yep. hair, cheap green that or was a, hair. That was a cheat. Yes, that's that was a good one. Uh, yeah, it is. Don't mess it. with the radio. <laughs> I only know two uh, Nivea songs in general. Ouch. So. Next up is Jasmine Sullivan. Need you bet. Yep, correct. Jeez. Damn, that was I need fast. A, I know. He was, why was he so fast with that one? <laughs> <laughs> Next is Trey Songs. It, gotta it, go. It, uh, Wait, what? Is it gotta no. go? No, no. it's um, gotta make it. Yes, correct. Uh, I thought that's what he said. Uh, he does have a song called Gotta Go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the second single, I think. That was a great song. All right, so this is like the tiebreaker? Yeah, last one. Okay. All right. Melanie Fiona. It kills me. No, that's not it. N- no. Nope. It's a hard one. I know this one because they played it heavy on uh, at uh, Canadian radio stations. Melanie Fiona. What was that song? I can see the video in my head. My wife loved it. Thomas, I don't know. The song that, Thomas, the song that samples the old song, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this one. Yeah, I give you gotta up. Give us, you got to give us another one, Tom. Pick another artist? Yeah, well, for a tiebreaker. Hold on. The song is no, no, Give song. It To Me Right. The song oh. is Give It To Me Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. I know it. All right. Uh, ready for the tiebreaker? All right. Yeah, Glenn Lewis. Oh, come on now. Don't you forget it. <laughs> who the hell is Glenn Lewis? Oh my who god! The hell is Glenn? No, kick Canadian. him out! Kick him out! He's the Canadian Stevie Wonder. Out. Come on! Oh, Hold on! Where's my Glenn Lewis? He's right over here somewhere. I'm gonna pull it out. The album. Out. You actually have it? Yes. You have it. I'm gonna find it. It's right here. Definitely. That's your homework, man. That's your homework. Neo Soul, right there. What does he put? Wow. wow! A CD. That's great, man. CDs still right. matter. Mail to Zeppelin, all right? Wow. That's yeah, his homework. Are we all done with trivia? We're done with the trivia. Good job, guys. So, right. Tom, Ed actually won one? Wait, wait, what? I you always won. win yeah. these. No, you usually get like three out of five or two out of five. Two out of five? When did I ever get two out of five? I mean, Zeppelin, can you name three members of ISIS? That was a question I asked him that he failed on. I have no idea who ISIS is. I was going to say, if Zeppelin knows ISIS, <laughs> I would be shocked. I Wait, have Zeppelin, no idea who ISIS is. 2002, how old were you? Eight. Oh! oh okay. Yeah, you no, wouldn't know, you ten, wouldn't know ten. ISIS. I was ten. ten. 2002, Somehow. I was working at my first career. I am a Sweet. grandpa. Church's <laughs> chicken? Church's Chicken Delivery Man? Church's Chicken Delivery Man? <laughs> no. First of all, what do you know about churches? They don't sell anything no grilled. 
<laughs> yeah, I have to. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we ready for the Play a Please Award? Well, Tom Uh-oh. just nominated himself for that. Wow. <laughs> um, I saw this on Twitter. I found it kind of interesting here. The Jagged Edge record, Let's Get Married. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, there's this huge thing going on Twitter right now that uh, apparently that song is about settling. <sighs> oh, Play We're not I getting need- any younger. We might as well do it. <laughs> I need... I miss... Speaking about old times, I miss when we had nuance. I miss when we had context. There is one line that's about settling. The whole song is not about settling, people. Stop picking one line and making that about the whole song. This song is not about settling. It's just one suspect line. Also, people just realized this like 25 years later. Yeah, I mean, why are they bringing this song? up now? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Zeppelin, you ever heard of Jagged Edge? <laughs> you know, you know, we talked about those guys earlier. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the lyrics, to be honest, and saying if it, if it feels like it's about... It's not I about mean, settling. Don't I love be. how we're analyzing this now. That's because that's what think piece culture does. Let me find something people used to like and find something wrong with it. Hmm. It doesn't feel like... I mean, I never thought of it as a settling song. It's not. It's one of my favorite Jagged Edge records. I never oh, yeah. liked it as settling. Wait, is the original ver- is the original better or the remix? It depends on the setting. There's no depends. No, it's 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 a this or that. There's no. No, text. I mean, if I had to get rid of one, I'd probably get rid of the remix, just because All I right, feel like I'm I only you. listen to the remixes at the party. But nope, true. you know, nope. yeah. Ed, are you a remix or an original guy? Uh, I was about the original, but the original was so overplayed. These days, I kind of really listen to the remix more. But I get down with both. And then, Tom, there's a Kanye remix, too, right? I actually found that in the past few years. It's actually pretty good. I there's don't a few remember a Kanye remix. Is he, rapping yeah. or, is he rapping or did he just produce it? He raps on it, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he raps on it. Um, and then, Ed, the other song that uh, people have been analyzing is So Anxious by Genuine. So Genuine starts off by saying it's 9 o'clock, Home Alone. And then the second verse, he says, it's 10-10, where you been? And people are saying that uh, Genuine's being a little too clingy. It's been an hour, and he's already oh my hitting God. her up again. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Twitter is telling me. I thought you were going to say something like they were saying he was being rapey or something. I, like that's what I thought. Like. I was waiting for us to cancel Genuine. Now, wait a minute. Tell me again, Kyle, what's wrong with this? It was 9 o'clock when the song started, and it was 10 when he asked where she was? Yeah. The way y'all blow me up on my text, if I don't answer a text in, like, five seconds, you're like, are you getting this? Where is this? He waited an hour. (laughs) What else do you want from the man? Oh. Beats me. I don't know. We should do more of this. And we'll he said he was song. anxious. Like, he did not He did not say, I'm so patient. He said, I'm so <laughs> anxious. I think he true. gave it an hour. He was very being very considerate here. Yeah. And while we're taking down Genuine, let's take down Static Major 2. We're going to march to his grave with pitchforks and all that. He wrote the song, so he's got to pay for that, too. <laughs> well, you, we cancel him. we got to cancel every song he's ever done. That's what Twitter told me. Oh, Clear man. your conscience. All is right. R. Kelly? Do you? Did you all cancel R. Kelly on here? Ooh! Oh God! We're gonna we're gonna ask how, the how many hours we got. Oh! <laughs> well, can I, I'll start this off because I've okay. had R. Kelly fans go at me on Twitter like crazy. Okay. Um, luckily for me, I never, and this might be a cop out answer here, and I'm gonna stick with it. 
I was never really like a diehard R. Kelly fan growing up. Like I liked his music, but I never really connected with any of it like that. Okay. So you, you hit on what I'm about said, to say. Um, it's not that I've canceled him. I've just never really listened to his music to begin with. Now. If Ignition plays, or if I believe I can fly, which was that even on the Last Dance documentary? I don't think it was. No, it wasn't, right? Yeah, which mm. is weird. But like, if that stuff plays, it's not like I'm gonna turn it off. But am I going to? Buy Are you gonna choice? post his new song on our site? Is the real question. Oh boy! Oh man, that's. You know, we've done that. We posted his last song that he. Uh, we he, lost he, some followers. Oh, I, you don't remember this? We got mad. This was People a thing. We got so. Ha- have I muted him? I don't know if I've muted him, uh, but I just I don't listen to him to begin with. Uh, I do think okay. "Same Girl" with Usher is like a top five of all time. Zeppelin, you can agree with me on that. I see him nodding. I it's can disagree with that strongly. It, I don't know about top five of all time, but, <laughs> but but it is a very classic record for sure. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's a classic record. Classic, okay. Please. Right. Classic. Look here, player. I think, Kyle, you kind of hit on something. And get ready to cancel me because if you have beef, <laughs> I haven't even done this all episode. Send your hate tweets to E.T. Bowser <laughs> on Twitter because this is where I go to get canceled. I will gladly ignore you there. So, Kyle hit on something. A lot of, and I've, this is not just me just hyperbole. This is me talking to people of a certain age and generation when it comes to R. Kelly. A lot of people who are screaming cancel the man don't really have a lot of skin in the game because, like like Kyle said, they know R. Kelly, but the music doesn't really connect with them. They can be like, okay, I recognize he has good songs, but it's easy for them to cancel. That's why I do not subscribe to cancel culture and yelling at people for not listening to something. It's easy for you to not listen to something and cancel it. How about you cancel Tootsie Slide? I bet you ain't canceling that. <laughs> you are going to cancel something that you connected with. I have said a million times here on Soul & Stereo, on the Soul & Stereo Cypher on Facebook, wherever you see your boy, I've said it a million times. Canceling should be a personal thing that you do. It's a personal decision. If you mm. can listen to a song and it doesn't affect, and it affects you and you can't. My wife does not listen to Chris Brown because of his mm. stuff. And for her decision, she ain't going to listen to him. Now, if she catch me listening to something, she's not going to cuss me out. She's just going to remove herself from the conversation. So if you want to cancel it, that should be your decision. However R. Kelly stands, you should also not, because there's some guy who sang a song about a Jeep that you liked in 1995, say that he should be cleared of every allegation. He has to be an innocent man because he made a song about feeling on your booty. That's not how this works. He should, every accusation should be treated seriously, like it was your own mama, sister, grandma, and we move from there. As far as his music, if you want to support, cool. If you don't want to support, cool. Just don't let that, don't give the man a pass because he made good songs. Treat it like mm. he should be treated and every accusation should be treated seriously. You can listen to him if you do or you don't. I don't care. Just make sure that justice is served. That's all your boy's saying. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good take. Now it's kind of sad though because a lot of the people who still support him. In my interactions with them on Twitter, they don't have a profile picture. Like they want to show their face. And on top of that, they search his name in Twitter. Yeah. And come at you. You don't even mention them. They don't even follow you. They'll just come out the woodwork and start attacking you. You don't even say anything bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like these people are looking for trouble. I mean, damn. It, he's, 
I just yeah. don't like that. Like, they can't even understand why we wouldn't support him anymore or why someone would have a different opinion of them. That's the problem to me. Because they're idiots, Tom. I have learned from my mistakes. Never argue with someone who has no profile picture <laughs> and their name is filling <laughs> on your booty 837. Like, you're not yeah. a real human. Like, do not waste your time. Wow. Uh now, the next player, please, and I think we're almost out of time here. We've been going on for quite a bit, but uh, mm-hmm. Tom, you'll love this one. You love DMX, oh. right? <laughs> I do, actually. You better. I still I remember that. Yeah. I remember when he had two platinum albums in one year. That was that a big deal player. Yeah. Yeah, I was six. <laughs> All right. All <laughs> oh right. You were still in diapers then, right? Oh. <laughs> six. So, DMX was talking about some of the best lyricists in hip-hop history, artists who have given us some great punchlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone mentioned Lloyd Banks, and DMX started going off and said, why would you mention Lloyd Banks? What has he done that's so memorable? And then mm. Lloyd Banks got upset, and then DMX retracted the statement and said, oh, my bad, I thought, I w- I thought he said Tony Yale. <laughs> Did we buy this? <laughs> believable i mean it's kind of messed up it's not is it believable i don't know no. I it's very I believable name. for dmx yes it's yeah. very believable i can't name more than three tony ayo songs tony ayo is terrible we're not going to debate the greatness of tony ayo this is garbage mean, so, so so seductive was fantastic record that 50 cent helped make wow so yeah. I have not uh, heard that song since 2005 again there's a reason for that <laughs> wow <laughs> Wait, Zeppelin, who are you siding with in the beef between Fat Joe and 50 Cent? Uh, that wasn't really. I didn't care. <laughs> are, Damn, they still, are, they, are, they, are they still beefing, or you, you mean like back in the day? No, back in back the day. In the day. That was oh, a big, yeah, I remember yeah, that being yeah. big. I didn't, I didn't really. I was no. too young to even really know Fat Joe's catalog, and probably mm. still nobody, yeah. He, he's still too young to listen to Fat Joe. Do you uh, even remember the Jay-Z and Nas beef? No, I, I had to go back and research it. I, Damn. I, I don't really remember it as it was going on. You read about on. it on Wikipedia, Ed. Isn't that fun? <laughs> no, I mean, I went I, I went I listened to, to the Hot 97 interviews, and, you know, okay. I listened to the records. I was a Nas fan first, to be honest. So I think yeah. I heard I heard Ether before I heard Takeover. Mm. And I was just like, this is amazing. Class. So I'm just yeah. struggling that you had to research it like it was the French and Indian War or something. Good. I mean, to me, it was, right? Like, I mean, that's like researching Pac, Pac and Biggie's no. beef. I don't, no, I don't remember that. I respect that. that. I respect yeah. it. Yeah. I remember yeah. when Nas came out. I can't remember. No, it was Memphis Bleak who came out with a song that was kind of like side-eyeing Nas. I was like, wait a minute. Is he talking about Nas? This was big stuff back in the day. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. It built up like the Infinity War because it, you just saw it building. And then it was just on. It was the best, worst thing ever. <laughs> All right. And well, no social media either, so it was know, even better. Speaking of uh, big things here, let's quickly get into the soul backtrack of the day since yep. we have Zeppelin here. Can we uh, give the soul backtrack of the day to LMA's boot up? Which oh. Are you considering that a classic at this point? It was a classic the moment it dropped. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. With it's a been straight a classic. face. Wait, it's been like, a straight face. The moment it dropped... The moment it dropped, like when like only three of us knew the song, or like when 20, it was 2017, 2017, Boot Up was a classic. <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. Back when it was Has like number 33 on, a, on our top songs <laughs> list. On on a, unequivocally thought you all made a mistake that year, and I thought you all made a mistake the next oh year when she goodness. wasn't in the number one spot. 
He was wow. waiting all day to do this. For yeah, him. Oh, he, yeah, he, he had this face. one saved. Oh, yeah. He had it in the tank. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all. That was an instant classic, 2017. The, probably, to be honest, probably the most memorable R and B record of 2010 through 2020. Mm. Mm. Bigger, bigger than Adorn. It's Absolutely. close. Oh, I would gosh. say it's close. It's, Absolutely. It's top five for the past decade as far as memorable. I will give memorable. you that, but I won't give you anything else. Wow. It, it's gonna it's gonna age the best, I believe. Yeah, I believe so, it'll age I, I believe it'll age the best. But I would ahead. say Love on we Top. Out, we put adored. a list out of this, by the way, if anyone check that out. Best songs of the two two thousand tens. Where was Boot, where was Boot up at? If it wasn't number one, I don't want to hear it. You know, I definitely knocked that down a few notches intentionally because I want to hate on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say love on Haters top. Hate. Love on top. Boot up. Adorn. S- suit and tie is probably up there. Yeah, suit and tie was up there. I'm trying and to recall. We did this list. I can't remember. I know suit and tie was on it. Boot up was there. Blue Dog was top lines. ten. I would say Blurred Lines is, is that. Blurred one. Lines so, was top ten. Yeah. So three of those five to me feel like pop records. Oh, we don't have enough time to be to, to go through all of that. Is that oh right? my, then, yeah. <laughs> you all don't like like you all don't just place Beyonce and JT in in the pop category like at this point. No, because it depends on the song. One yeah. thing it there are they make pop songs and then they make R and B songs. Like it's the so, difference. So when Miley Cyrus puts out a record, is that and it, and it has a hip hop feel? Is that a hip hop record? It depends on the record, but probably not. Well, if it has the hip hop tone to it, she's rapping on it. It has the the what was remember the Juicy J Wiz Khalifa song that uh, she put out. That was a pop song with some rappers on it. That don't count. No. Like there are songs you can make a pop <laughs> song with a hip hop feel, and you can make a hip hop song. I ain't heard no hip hop song okay. from that child. All right, that's valid. What happened to the guys? Did they go away? I only, I only see you now. Not that I have an issue with that, but no, they're still. Like, oh, I'm they're, still looking at them. Oh, there they go. Okay, all right. <laughs> you thought all we right. kicked you out? Uh, I thought you kicked me out, man. So Bye. Zeppelin, we'll we'll end this uh, conversation on a cliffhanger because we might have okay. to have you back for the next episode. A cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Is Tory Lanez an R&B artist? Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode for that answer. <laughs> I got a whole hour to talk about that one. Do you want that answer? <laughs> Just give me a yes or no. Tory Lanez is top five hip hop artists of this generation. Yeah, but hip-hop. is he an R&B artist? R&B, R&B artist of this generation. Top All right, R&B. it's time to wrap this thing on up. All right, top five. Wait, R&B hold artists. on, hold on. I have maybe I have top one. three. Can Maybe I throw one out three. there? Where is Post Malone in the rankings of R&B and hip-hop? Oh, he's not an R&B artist. He's a pop artist. Didn't he start as a rapper? Yes, he started as a... Post Malone isn't in my top five human beings. I don't know why we're talking <laughs> about Post Malone. I'm not Post sure. Malone. Post no, because I heard his song on radio, on pop radio. It was actually like... He's a pop you know, artist. But so in the beginning, he was like hip hop. Yeah, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. he started out as a hip hop artist that crossed over. Like artists move over all the time. I don't, I don't know. White Iverson, like, White Iverson wasn't really a hip hop record to me. It was kind of like a little swaggy oh. type, new school type record. All right. He always said what? crossover appeal to me. All, all right. right, all right. I'm still upset that you said Tory Lanez was a top five. Top R&B five. Artist. Yeah, top five of this generation for sure. Where's Jacquees then? 
He's top five as well of this generation. You got a lot. Generations and, and very bad. What, what, what kind of generation you got? Well, you got Jacquees and Tory Lane. Where is Jeremiah? Is he like your Luther Vandross? No, no Jer- <laughs> Jeremiah, is, Jeremiah is, he's one of the old heads at this point. But he's a great artist. But he's, you know. All right. Jeremiah's a hit maker. If you want a hit, you put Jeremiah on your record. Oh, or, yeah. Or hit, hit maker. Him or and Ty old Dollar. Ty Dollar sign. Boy, look at the hits. Oh, come on now. Don't come at Ty Dollar. Oh, hey, I'll come. You, you look... <laughs> All so right. those four and our boy Kevin Ross, and that rounds out your top five? Yeah, that part. Well, Shout out DC, though. Shout out DMV. Kevin, Kevin Ross, Ross is DMV. our boy, man. Come no, on. dude. Yeah. Kevin Ross, I mean, broken clock is right a couple times a day. He got that one. The rest of them, throw them in the trash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So earlier in the podcast, I said that Zeppelin was manifesting his own lane. I'm not sure if he is anymore. I'm kind of confused by this whole conversation. But uh, we did need to highlight what Zeppelin's doing, aside from being on this podcast and talking crazy. So Zeppelin, what are you doing right now during this quarantine? Absolutely, man. I mean, during the quarantine, I have been taking a lot of time of reflection. Uh, So for those who don't know, I own a, a media and a production company down the DMV area called the Neo Elite. And, uh, you know, we produce different content for millennials and Gen Z, a lot of music based stuff, uh, performances. And, um, you know, we work with a lot of the top artists out of this area, um, R&B and, and hip hop. And so it's been a good time just for kind of reflection, just for kind of preparing for the rest of, you know, the year and the the 2020s. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really been what a, a lot of what we've been doing during the, the quarantine period, just making sure that we're prepared to execute extremely effectively afterwards. We're also working on a um, uh, in-home, at-home concert, a benefit concert with uh, all of the top artists, um, you know, from this area that'll be coming out around July. So we've been working on producing that um, and we're giving, you know, all the money to, to charity and that sort of thing. So. You know, man, just trying to stay sane and, and continue to figure out how we're going to push this this music and this content thing of ours forward, um, you know, as we move forward in this decade. But thank you all for having me on here. I really appreciate it. I'm a huge fan, as you all know. Um, thank you all for putting the podcast up. Uh, you know, I, I listen to those daily. And um, yeah, man, I really appreciate what you all do. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Zeppelin, before you get out of here, we got to hear what Ed's working on. You just put out the Roe James review. And, Ed, I'm still waiting on the love letters that we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Which that one was that? that? I, sent- I got the one. I'm going to quickly read this out. Zeppelin, I want your intake okay. on this okay. one. Okay. All right. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm deeply in love with my wife, but several years now I felt the need to see other women. Do you remember that one, Ed? No, I remember it now. <laughs> Did you write this, Ed, or is this somebody who wrote this No, no, they write it to me. I don't write them. Oh, I'm the, okay. res- right. I am the voice of reason when they send me these oh, crazy questions. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was about to say, I don't so, know if this is the best platform for you so to be. Uh... So, Zeppelin, let me, let me break this down for you, and Ed will give us okay. his, uh, his his insight, or he'll maybe write okay. a post about it. Uh, that'll you know be a post. L- you know the song Donnell, uh, Where I Want to Be by Donnell Jones? A lovely song, man. One yep. of the best. So, with that, Donnell wants to see other people. Because yep. he's still young. So yep. in this scenario, this man who was married to his wife felt the need to see other people. So he okay. broke it down to his wife and said, I think we should be non-exclusive so you can see your people. I can see my people. <laughs> just to explore our needs. Fast forward a couple of months. Uh, this girl has tremendous luck with many, many different guys. She's on a date every <laughs> single week. Whereas this guy who wanted to explore the world can't, 
get it in with anybody. He's not <laughs> successful successful at, at all. And, uh, <laughs> and and the issue now is that because there is a quarantine and they're not actually able to go out, the the wife is saying, "Well, I don't think this should count as that time that we were allowed to." see other people like there should be sure. a reset once the quarantine is over what oh that's hilarious oh my god that is hilarious <laughs> like, i'm so glad that i have my my jersey is hanging in the rafters <laughs> i am retired from the pimp gang y'all can have this i am happily married and done with this stuff oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna gracefully bow out of this conversation <laughs> so that i don't incriminate myself in any possible manner oh. uh this is my bow out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Tom, isn't there a part two of Where I Want to Be on the Life Goes On album? There is. Yes, there what is. Happens in That's that song? also another good record. What happens in that song? You got... he, apo- he apologizes for leaving yeah. here, actually. Oh, okay. Well, he where does I Want to Be is where you are. Oh, my yeah. God. This is so he ridiculous. Apo- I'm like, ready. I'm Let me go cheat. You. Okay, I'm going to go cheat. Now take me back after I finish cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Where you anyway. are, yeah, you're right. That is the chorus. Where, yeah, that is you're right. right. Uh, Ed, so what's going on with so in stereo? Aside from the Roe James review, you're going to do a love letters for me soon. What's going on? I've got a love letters for you coming up soon, and we'll get back to hopefully in the next week going back to our head to head series. And I can't remember who's on deck next, but go to soulinstereo.com and see who's on deck for the next version of head to head. I mean, we've got a ton of them kind of in the archives now so if you're looking for your favorite artist or if you want to represent for your favorite artist just hit me up and then maybe we can give you an opportunity to celebrate your artist while going head to head with your boy nice and tom with you know i got soul here we've been doing a lot of interviews i thought we were slowing down but it doesn't seem like we are i'm interviewing (laughs) lloyd next week i know you got anthony hamilton i think kem is also in the mix i'm just talking about what we have coming up I interviewed Big Ron DeVoe, which was fun. Um, so we're trying to get Michael Bivens, too. Ooh, two legends nice. right there. Yep. I'm excited about nice. Anthony Hamilton this week, man. One of my favorites. So uh, we're not slowing down. We're going to keep going. So it's been fun. Yep. So Zeppelin, Ed, Tom, I think that's it for this week. This has been a fun one. We're uh, celebrating episode 99 here. Zeppelin, 99. We might have Thanks to get you back for 100. Man, so we can I'm continue just, to I, talk I, about this. I know you still have a lot bottled up about LMA and Summer Walker and Kalani and all these people. Keep the cap <laughs> on it, please. <laughs> we got to get into this female R&B conversation, man. I'm here for all of them right now. I just all listened right. to Kalani's album finally today, so I would love to go head-to-head with you on that. Cause... Okay. All right. I'm so here we'll have to it. get that done. So, Zep, we'll, we, we might have to bring you back next week. But if Let people, me know. You know I'm here But if the you. people are like, throwing stones at us for bringing you on because you said Tory Lanez was top five, then you know how it is. We're not going to bring <laughs> you back. <laughs> Get ready. So, they coming. Uh, so I'm good, man. I'm here for all the smoke. All right, man. Well, you guys be safe. Take care, and we'll talk again soon. All right, all right guys. Thank Peace. you.